1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. Grab your family, a date, or friends, and get yourself reacquainted with the movies today because the big screen is back. Get your tickets today to see Free Guy and other great blockbusters at MarcusTheaters.com. There's something for everyone at Marcus Theaters. Seemed like a good idea at the time. These stories have not disappointed us one shred at all it seemed like a good idea at the time and man did you figure that out in a big hurry all right this one just barely made it in but here we go i don't feel the need to wear a bra (laughs) i'd like to know your approximate age i don't either (laughs) we girls the older you get you can't go to the mailbox without okay all right fine I also don't need to feel, uh, I don't I don't feel the need to walk around with my nipples poking through my shirt. Sure, and there's remedies for that. I have found that a strategically placed address label oh, is the perfect solution. This is the second address label we've had. And this, the first one is the cause of this one. <laughs> I receive an endless supply of labels from charities asking for donations. Right now I'm wearing PETA. <laughs> I cry BS on the woman in the first batch of letters who claimed an address label ripped off a layer of skin from her nose. My duty to defend the honor of the Bob and Brian show trumps my duty to follow the rules of the contest. Anyway, it seems like a good idea right now. Okay. Oh, wow. So she hasn't torn her nipples off. Taking the labels off. No. Because the one those was- address labels, the adhesives come in all different strengths. Okay. I, I was going to say, how old, when were those? Right. How These old address are hers? labels she's getting are different from the. She doesn't have clunky, square looking nipples with these address <laughs> labels on? That's the whole letter. I'm not going to ask a lot of questions, Carrie. I letter. would. And I'm guessing that back in the 70s and 60s on those address labels, they came with a whole lot more stick them on the back. Yeah. That's what I think, too. Uh, yeah. But that's my guess. Okay. All right. We move on. But thank you. That was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> in 1984, I was 16 and way too into the Summer Olympics. It all looked so easy on TV. With a little oh. encouragement from my older brother, I attempted to shot put a rock onto our roof. Who knew a picture window cost so much? Oh. <laughs> That's the second picture window and rock yeah. we've had. <laughs> my wife and I spent the night... In the State Fair Park campground for a Brewers game the next day. Too cheap to pay $50 for a second full day when we would be leaving after the game. It seemed like a good idea to park the 37-foot RV in two spots at the park and ride across the street. When we returned around 6 p.m., the RV was surrounded by cars. Confident that I had enough room to get out? Oh, God. I started to drive. I realized I was wrong when, in the side mirror, I saw the startled face of the man pulling into the spot behind me. Then I heard the crunch as the back corner of my RV wiped out the entire driver's side of a silver SUV. My insurance paid for the damage to the SUV, but the deductible to fix the damage to my RV was $500. I'm just going to move it over here. Yeah. I can get out of there. I knew it was. I knew it. I knew. There's a lot of gasoline in these stories. Here's one. 
As a young man growing up on a farm in southern Wisconsin, from time to time, my friends and I would try to alleviate the gopher problem in the cow yard by pouring gas down their holes and burning them out. One day, as we weren't having much luck, I decided to add extra gas to an already burning hole from a five-gallon can, and boom! Okay, Carl Spackler. The can was blown out of my hands into the air with a huge fireball following. Somehow I managed to come away with only a few minor burns on my hand and forehead. I learned the valuable lesson in stupidity that day, but it seemed like a good idea at the time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Gas on a burning fire. Somehow that, uh, here's another one. Uh, At 16, a friend and I went to his cabin up north for a spring camping trip. We got there. We started working on a campfire uh, that we placed safely in the middle of a large gravel area. Thinking. Sounds like they were trying to think ahead, yes. We struggled with trying to get the fire going uh, for a while and gave up when we heard a train go by. We went down to the tracks and noticed that the train started a railroad tie on fire, which we were able to extinguish by peeing on. Okay. <laughs> Since the burned uh, the tie burned so well, we grabbed grabbed some to bring back to our campfire to get it going. What do they have railroad Creosote. ties laying around, or did they destroy the railroad track? Right, creosote. Yeah. As we arrived back at camp, it became clear we no longer needed the railroad ties since the campfire had spread into the woods while we were gone. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> we tried to fire unattended. Tried to put it out, but when I, well, they didn't think they had a fire. We tried to put it out, but when I uh, tried to run ahead and couldn't reach the front, we gave up. Yeah, what are you going to pee on it? We hopped back in our truck and stopped at the first home, which happened to be the sheriff's home. (laughs) We explained to his wife that we started a fire and it was spreading out of control toward her home. I was shocked at how calm she remained while I was frantically explaining how her home was about to burn to the ground. From there, we headed back to the fire with the DNR, fire department, and new sheriff friend showing up right after us with my bag phone. Uh, <laughs> wow. At 16. Realized the horrifying details uh, of the, we relayed the horrifying details of the size uh, of the fire, bulldozers cutting fire lines and planes overhead in real time to my parents. <laughs> planes and bulldozers? This is a, This is out of control. In the end, we had 15 acres of burned woods. Uh, negligence and timber damage fires, and I sat in the back of a cop car for the first time. Ooh. Wow. That really got out of hand. That is a drag. Quickly. This is like a perfect letter according to the rules. Here we go. I was in seventh grade English class when the fire alarm went off. Another drill, no big deal. Like uh, with any middle school, there was a specific route that you were supposed to take to ensure the class stayed together and everyone was accounted for. My friend and I decided that would be a good idea to take the alternate staircase that was closer to the classroom and rejoin the class after we all made it outside. So my friend and I run down the three flights of stairs paying no attention to the rest of the school as we wanted to be the first ones outside. (laughs) Why is that important? I don't know, I don't but that's know. just the kind of thing that's that takes hold of you. Yeah, seventh grade brain. As soon as we made it outside and saw the dark black sky, it became clear that we made a horrible mistake. 
<laughs> it's not a – go ahead. <laughs> that fire alarm drill yeah. ended up being a tornado warning, and now my friend and I were stuck outside as all the doors locked automatically. <laughs> we spent a solid 10 minutes pounding on the door. You know what those faraway door pounds and screams sound like in a school? <laughs> no, right. Is it lightning and thundering, too? We were getting pelted with hail and uh, rain until one of the teachers opened the door and asked us what the hell we were doing. We rejoined our class huddled in the gymnasium as we were completely soaked and had to stay after class to explain ourselves. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) It did seem like a good idea at the time. We'll be the first out. Yeah, that'll be cool. Then people will say we're cool because we're the first out. How'd you guys get out first? You're so cool. Well, plus you get to say to your class, where have you been? Yeah. Sure. Oh, it's all kinds of seventh grade good. Alpha male yourself. We already already had two beers. Yeah. What were you guys doing? (laughs) Yeah. Did you get lost? (laughs) In 2012, I went camping with friends at Mississippi Palisades State Park in western Illinois. We bought firewood, and I was trying to start a fire while the others were setting up tents. Fires have uh, just a, uh, there's a lot that radiates out from them, besides heat. (laughs) I was using a hatchet to get kindling from one piece of firewood. You know, like a bigger log, you're just splitting it down smaller, getting little strips off. I had cut enough for kindling, but decided to get one more. I specifically remember thinking, that's probably enough, but one more wouldn't hurt. I was wrong. It hurt. (laughs) I chopped about 25% of my thumb off. (gasps) And he really didn't even need any more kindling. It was just, I think I can get And they just got there. They're putting tents up. Having a good time. 25% of your thumb. I'm looking at my thumb and going, that's a lot of thumb. But you still have 75%. That's good. I'd hitch with the other thumb going forward. No one else saw it happen since they were getting uh, the tents up. I couldn't find my thumb on the ground. Oh, God. And walked to my friends to show them what happened. Uh, It was a 30-minute ambulance ride to the nearest hospital. The on-call orthopedic surgeon, who was not a hand specialist, did a terrible job. And didn't use or prescribe antibiotics. What? What? No, a hand surgeon in Milwaukee performed a second surgery a week later. When those stitches were removed a month later, they discovered a bacteria on the bones in my thumb. That meant six weeks of daily visits to the infectious disease specialist. I laid in a hyperbaric chamber for two hours every day. I just wanted to go camping. It worked, right. I was able to piece of kindling you didn't even need. The remaining 75% of my thumb, and it looks almost normal. Right. Well, what's just one more? So what did we learn here? Wash your axe before you start chopping wood. Mm. Otherwise, you might wind up with a horrible bone infection. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Hyperbaric chamber. Or, again, log starter. Log starters. They're like 25 cents long as we're on injury. I was at the top of the large hill in front of my house sledding with two buddies. One of them fell down and the other was walking back up the hill. My 13-year-old brain thought it would be cool to sled down and run into them. Oh, totally. I'm down. So down. Running you over. This would be great. Yes, yeah. totally. This would be so cool. Yeah. I'll knock him over like bowling. Boy, yeah. Uh, 
Unfortunately, friend number one forms a perfect ramp as he lays sideways on the hill. I hit him perfectly and launched into the air, hitting other friends square in the gut. Joy, joy, turned to horror as I stood up and realized one of the old school long snowmobile gloves he had on was hanging from my eyelid. <laughs> I, I, picture I, don't, this. I don't know how this is possible, but I'll listen on. Well, in collisions, things uh, get all skewed. Yeah. As I hit him, it uh, it ripped off, and the hook used to hold the gloves together yeah. was hooked through my top uh, eyelid. Oh. Yep, that's how that would happen. As I began yanking on it. (laughs) Through the eyelid, not the eyebrow. Yeah. My friend screamed at the top of his lungs to stop and unhooked it for me. Otherwise, I would be, I would have taken my whole eyelid off. Yow. Oh, this is gross. Yeah. Hospital visit. Stitches, stitches, specialists. Brought it to uh, verify my eyeball was still there. I uh, ended up with a small scar. Oh my god! Well, that's. I, hate that. <laughs> I thought the thumb one was gonna was the horrifying glove yeah, hanging off glove. eyelid. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. One more. Yeah. Okay. I like the friend that was the ramp too. <laughs> Instantly, it went wrong. Instantly. Yeah. It's yeah. out of control. The plan, you're on to plan B, which you're trying to execute. Well, because he know, thought he was, gonna, he was going to bowling yeah. ball through yeah. them. They'd yeah. be laying there, and he'd get up and go, <laughs> he would go. Oh, yeah. He would sled to the bottom of the hill and then, you know, give him, a, his butt give him a wave, yeah. turn around. Mm-hmm. Then he's standing there yeah, but waving the- his arms in the air, doing the, <laughs> I got a glove in my eye, Dan. Dude, don't. <laughs> All right. One more injury. Oh, God. I was visiting my cousin's house when I was a seven-year-old boy. The kids all wanted to ride over the local creek to look for crayfish, but there were more kids than bikes. Luckily, my cousin offered to pedal while I rode on the pegs. Mm -hmm. Along the way, we hit a bumpy patch of grass, and I lost my footing, causing the crotch region of my pants and everything within. (laughs) To get pinched between the wheel and frame of the bike. Oh. I thought he was just going to hit something and fall off. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Worse than mm-hmm. I thought. <laughs> After excruciating pain and uh, crying a lot, we spent uh, we kept on up to the creek. Later, when we arrived back to the house, my mother demanded I go shower off the creek filth and creek smell. After entering the shower, I found to my horror that my boyhood was, uh, he's seven, uh, completely black and blue. (laughs) I screamed for my mom, who upon arriving to the shower, just laughed. What? Couldn't contain her laughter. I recovered after about a month and have stayed clear of bike pegs ever since. Seemed like a good idea oh, at the time. Well, mom didn't panic at least. Yeah. <laughs> no, she didn't well, her out. son's got a. Is that good? A, a purple unit. Mom was more interested Black in raising raising a man. Wow. Well, a, a coddling. That happens, son.
Scrub it up. <laughs> wow.